So the topic today, we're going to set ourselves up for the Texas War for Independence, and we're going to talk about David Crockett and what he's doing and some of his background and all of that. Hey, so it starts with these two guys, Moses and Stephen Austin. Moses Austin is the dad. Stephen Austin is the son. Uh, they go into what's now Mexico. Back then it was part of the Spanish Empire. And they made an arrangement, a deal. The deal was some Americans can go down, move into Texas with certain rules. Texas, of course, then was part of Mexico. And uh, get a whole bunch of land. The Mexicans are like, that sounds pretty cool. We'll like that. Uh, we'll get a bigger population and maybe grow our country and become more powerful. It doesn't turn out that way, though. So for starters, when they go, they don't just get a little bit of land. They get 320 acres. They get a picket. 320 acres of your own choosing. And I just, I have this picture because I wanted to remind you that some parts of Texas are beautiful. If you've been to like Amarillo. Is this, current day this is a current day picture. Yeah, if you've been to like Amarillo, it's not beautiful. It's just flat, like, like the top of your desk. It, it makes Nebraska look like an undulating plane. It's just flat beyond all imagination. But at their hotels, they have Belgian waffles shaped like Texas, so that's okay. Hey, so 320 acres, is that a lot? Hey, just give you a comparison. A, a block in Brigham City, one of the old school blocks, is about five acres. So 320 acres is like the size of Brigham City. This is, this is a big... This is a big ranch you can grow. You, you can have, keep cattle on or whatever else you want to do in Texas. At first, to move there, they had to renounce Protestantism. They had to become Catholics. But that does get repealed later. And they were not allowed to take their slaves. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a timeline. In fact, here it is. Look through this timeline. There's two things, two reasons the new uh, residents of Texas were concerned. Can you come up with both of them? Two things. One's going to tick them off and one's going to scare them. Yeah. Okay, so they have tariffs, but they don't just have tariffs. What do you notice there? What are they doing to collect the tariffs? Perfect. Yep, they're sending agents to collect tariffs. Have we seen anyone send agents to collect tariffs before? Yeah, it always goes so well. It's just, it turns out perfectly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be super great. So that's the first one, is they're collecting tariffs.
got a request to, to see this again. Hey, what's the other thing that they're going to be concerned about? Oh, can I go back one more time? Yeah. Yeah, say it again. Say it louder. Yes, yeah, see, Mexico is looking at banning slavery. And so because they've moved their slaves in, this is what they're worried about losing. They're worried about losing their slaves. They're worried about losing losing that that was a big thing in the u.s it's a big thing for the former residents of the u.s so they go and they start appealing to uh, some people in mexico particularly this general his name is santa Ana. who said it yeah good job good job oh <laughs> Yeah, so they go to this guy named Santa Ana. He's a powerful general. By now, Mexico is independent. It's a republic, but it's a really weak republic. And so they think maybe this Santa Ana guy will protect their interests. Maybe he'll kind of help them out. That's what they're hoping. Does anyone know how that works out for them? What does Santa Ana end up doing? You know anything about him? He's in like a million movies. Yeah. Yep, good. He became a dictator. So you have these Texans. They're from the United States. They go down there for some land. They are living in a republic, and then all of a sudden they're under this dictator, and they're like, I didn't come down here to deal with some dirtbag dictator. So they keep asking the United States for help. The U.S. offers to buy it first for a million, then for five million. Um, that was a little earlier. And now they're like, hey, you know, we would love this territory. Santa Ana isn't interested in selling. Instead, he wants to get the Texans to behave. And of course, that's going to go perfectly for Mr. Santa Ana. Okay, good. Did you get those first three questions then? Questions so far? Yes. Santa does mean saint. So was he like named after saints or was he? <laughs> He's named after saints. He is definitely not a saint no, himself. A yeah. It would be like a really mean person being named Santa Claus. It, it, the name doesn't really match. Doesn't really match the personality. And he is he's kind of a jerk. Like, if you end up magically back in time and, and they give you a chance to meet Santa Anna, don't, don't do it. He'll probably have you executed. Good, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> this is one of the most interesting arguments that's ever occurred in my... If Sydney magically went back in time and fought Santa Anna, who would win? She, yeah. Yeah. 
It is. If you invent a time machine, you are supposed to kill Hitler. You're supposed to at least try. Then Santa Ana. Okay. Good. All right. So, David Crockett, let's get some background to this guy. For starters, he was not born, like Walt Disney claims, on a mountaintop in Tennessee. He was born in a river valley in Franklin. You've probably never heard of the state of Franklin before. That's because it almost existed. So what happened were some people at the west side of North Carolina, they were like, we want to form our own state. So they got together, they pushed the idea. It even went to Congress. They had their own constitution and everything, and it lost by one vote. We almost had 51 states, and one of them was named Franklin. So David Crockett was born in Franklin. His dad was a big advocate for Franklin. Oh, some of you are looking at me weird. It happens all the time really, in the history. Right now, in 2023, there's a bunch of people in Eastern California who want to form a separate state called Jefferson. When you get a second later, look it up. Google Jefferson. So Franklin is now part of Tennessee. So he was born in Tennessee. That's touche. But not on a mountaintop. By a river. By a river. So he does go to school. He goes to school for a total of four days. Because very early on, he runs into another kid. He's 13 years old. He runs into a kid who is bigger and tougher and meaner, and the kid picks on him. So he ambushes the kid and beats the living crap out of him. 13. So this is, back, back in this time period, you either had a one-room schoolhouse with all the grades in it, or if you didn't pass your grade, you stayed in that grade. So you could have an 18-year-old in second grade. And that's part of why they don't do that anymore, because it turns out that that's creepy and weird. <laughs> so there's some research behind it, actually, but that's not important right now. What's important right now is Crockett... Um, did this, and then he knew he would get punished, so he stopped going to school. He told his dad he was going to school and then didn't go. Off into the woods to hang out. His dad catches him, goes to punish him, and he runs away. So at 13, he's living on his own. Guess where? In the woods. Yep. So he goes and he lives in the woods. And that is why he's so good at that. That's part of his experience. He's kind of a homeless guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we know. Check it out. When we're done, see if he says anything in his autobiography. Does he go back to his dad? Oh. Aaron remembers. He helps pay off his dad's debt, so they must have a pretty good relationship. Well, well done. Good memory, yeah. Uh, the creek, the tribe, not the creek, the water. Uh, the creek tribe attacks some people in Alabama, what's now Alabama. And so he goes off to fight them. He serves as an Indian scout 
That means his job is to count the number of people, find ways for the army to go, make recommendations and that kind of stuff. Works with this dude named Andrew Jackson, uh, and then later he's in the War of 1812 as a scout for General Andrew Jackson. So they knew each other. That's going to be important later. So he kind of makes a little bit of a name for himself. He does take part in this horrible Indian massacre that they talk about in the newer Alamo movie, but I don't think you're going to watch that part because it's gross. Um, and then he becomes a professional bear hunter. Honest to goodness, he claims in his autobiography that he, in one bear hunting season, he killed 105 bears. Yeah, well, there's not any more because Davy Crockett killed them all. <laughs> so, yeah, so he kills a lot of bears. He, he sells the pelts, he sells the other parts of them and whatever and makes an okay living. And, of course, when you finish hunting, you tell stories about hunting. And you hunters, what do you do with your stories? You, you absolutely exaggerate them. So is it really 105 bears? No, it's probably only like 60 bears, but I mean, that's still a lot of bears. Um, but this is where his reputation probably started building. This is this crazy hunter when he, you know, killed him a bear when he was only three. He probably didn't do that. One of his descendants did when he was five. Hey, so they make this play about him. You've read some of the almanacs, so you know kind of what people were saying. They make this play called The Lion of the West. It had some fictional character in it, but everybody knew that it was Davy Crockett. Like, it, it wasn't fake at all. It was like if you made a modern play about Elon Musk and you called him Delon Busk. Uh, like, everybody knew who it was. Everybody knew what was going on. Would you mind swinging back around? Is that okay? So, this is, this is the thing. This is part of what makes him famous. This is part of why he writes his autobiography, is to set the record straight, which, of course, he probably didn't. He did serve in Congress. He was elected three times. They were not consecutive. Turns out that Crockett had some opinions that were not popular in Congress. The biggest one is there were these Cherokee in the state of Georgia. Yep. They tried to keep their land by going to court. The Supreme Court sided with the Cherokee. And President Andrew Jackson said they made their ruling. Now let us see if they can enforce it. And then he forced all the natives off their land. What's that called? Well, it is called Indian removal. It is unconstitutional, but it has a special name in history. It's called the Trail of Tears. Now, now everyone's like, yeah, yeah. So that's it's the Trail of Tears. David Crockett was like, no, we made an agreement. They were peaceful. They were living a lifestyle that we understood. Like, we can't send them off. This was really unpopular. This is probably the biggest thing. Jackson was a popular president. This is probably the biggest reason he lost re-election that last time. So he said this.
So this is why, why did he go to Texas? He lost the election. He was so frustrated with the people there. He's like, I'm going to head off to Texas. I will set up, get those uh, 320 acres of my own choosing. He was only in Texas for three months. He headed straight to the Alamo. So it doesn't go well for poor David. Okay, good questions? Awesome.